when you think loyal to the soil, what comes to mind? Mm, trust in the process, man. Loyal to the soil. You know where you came from. When, when that pops up into my head, I, I start to think of the whole, and this is something we learned in college football too, yeah. water the bamboo. So I'm from a small farm town um, in Southern California. It's called Blythe. Uh, it's right on the border of Arizona, kind of closer down to Mexico. So sometimes when I say I'm from California, people automatically think like LA and San Diego, and it's kind of like the exact opposite of that. Like we don't have a movie theater, we don't have like a Target or a Walmart or anything like that. It's um, just a big farm town basically. Um, and anyways, I was born and raised there. Um, and then when I graduated high school, I went to uh, Morrisville State College in uh, upstate New York. And uh, I played basketball there. I was an agricultural business major. And uh, I, my goal was like, yeah, I'm going to go back to the farm. I'm going to go back to the farm. And uh, I, once I graduated, I went back and I just kind of realized that I didn't, it wasn't exactly what I wanted. You know, I kind of had this, uh, this big company kind of handed to me and it wasn't something that I had built and I kind of felt a little bit like I was just wearing somebody's shoes that weren't mine, you know, if that makes sense. Um, and so I kind of decided that, you know, I, I kind of want to build something on my own, but I wasn't exactly sure what. And um, my mom, she's a real estate agent and she was kind of telling me like, hey, there's a lot of like these principles that you liked about like uh, the idea of farming, you know, or you're out and about doing like a million things in one day. It's not a nine to five or you're stuck at a desk. Which is good and bad. Um, there, there's farming in real estate. Yeah, exactly, right? She's like, hey, like, you might want to check this out. And so um, uh, I just decided that my hometown was a little bit too small for that, too. I wanted to be in a larger market. And I've always kind of liked Utah. So I landed in Salt Lake um, about a year ago and got my license. And off, yeah. Off and running. Yeah. So back to the inheriting the business and stuff. Mm -hmm. so, touch on that a little bit because it was it was a farming business was mm -hmm. that like your family's right yep yep so it's my family's farm in california um i still love it and like w would love to do that too it's like still a great option but um just something that i feel like i maybe wasn't exactly ready for um or just wanted to have more of like a building role you know when it's already built and you know i, yeah. I kind of like the the touch that you can like say, oh yeah, I grew this business or the hard work part. And a lot of that stuff had already been done by my dad and my grandpa who um, were some of the ones who like started the farm and got to where it was today. And um, so like I appreciated everything that they had done and um, I'm still like a big part of it too. Um, but it just wasn't something that I was like ready to just like take over and just, just yeah, yeah. And so yeah, and you say you like Utah, but mm -hmm. you came here, like, what What brought you? Because you went from California to New York New York to play basketball, and then I'm just going to go to Salt Lake City. So what I did was I folded the map in half. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so uh, right the summer after I graduated college, my brother was leaving for a mission, and so 
Um, we dropped him off at the MTC down in Provo. And I was just like, wow, this is a really cool place. Um, I really like Salt Lake City more than some of the other parts of Utah. Um, but I love the mountains. I thought that, that it was kind of like a cool, um, it's a bigger city, but it still has a small, like homey feel, I guess, to it. Um, and so I've always kind of been one to be a little bit more like on the spontaneous side and pack up and move to New York and then back to California. And so um, it wasn't like a big deal. I didn't really have any friends or family here, but I just kind of figured why not? I'm young and I have like the whole rest of my life to kind of make something that I want. And so I kind of like the like blank canvas that I had here. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. what, what are the differences you, you've experienced from the small town in, mm -hmm. in uh, California and then going to New York? Yeah. So. First of all, I had the worst of like the weather. So I come from like the desert of California. So you get like 120 degree summers and then I go to New York for like school. So you're getting like negative 20 degree winters. So it was, I wish I could like reverse the schedule because I was getting the worst of both. I was like extreme hot, extreme cold. <laughs> um, but let's see, culture wise, it's a little bit different too. Like I was um, going to school out there. I wasn't living, but uh, I did have the opportunity to do an internship on Long Island um, while I lived in New York. And Long Island was a whole nother beast. Um, yeah, it was definitely like a lot more like compact. Even though Salt Lake, we're kind of like landlocked with the mountains and the lake. Um, we're still spread out a little bit more. Like we're not just stacked right on top of each other. And yeah, it kind of goes, it spreads out a little bit more north. Of yeah, yeah. And Long Island where my um, internship was, it was right next to the Hamptons. And so you had like these mega mansions that like were second and third homes for some of these people. And it was gorgeous. So super, super pretty. What was the internship you did? Um, I worked for Farm Credit East. Um, so I basically was like a credit analysis intern. Um, kind of a lot of things led me to my real estate career now. So before I was doing like um, credit work for these um, farm loans that people would get these like jumbo loans for these wineries right on the beach of New York and stuff. So it was kind of cool, cool mix. I've had like a little bit of like mortgage experience coming into real estate. Okay. So it wasn't just like, you know, oh, I'm just going to go be a real estate and like you had your mom being a realtor mm -hmm. and then you kind of had the experience some like um, accessory type businesses. That yeah. Yeah, another thing too, so my dad, he has a farm, and then him and my mom also flip properties together too, oh, okay. um, and I had helped them with um, one particular flip, um, pretty, we worked like hand in hand, so that was kind of a cool thing, and I really liked that, and um, I've always liked, like, I know this is kind of like typical, but like, I've always liked the HGTV shows and stuff like that, and um, so, I don't know, I've just always kind of, like, looking back, I can see all these little steps that I think kind of like walked me to like, where I am now. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Not a sidetrack, but there's a couple of our signature agents down in um, Vegas that were on, like, flipping Vegas. Really? That's awesome. That's pretty cool. That's cool. But, yeah, so how was playing basketball in college? So basketball was pretty fun. It was a lot different than what I thought. So I came from a small town um, where it was pretty easy to be, like, the big fish in a little pond, and uh, you get to the college level, and everything's a little bit different. So, um I loved my teammates, so I still talk to them like every day. But one of like the coolest things about my college experience was I got to play lacrosse, a sport that I had like never played before, um, and that was kind of just like a, I don't want to say a fluke, but it kind of was a fluke thing. Um, I was like really competitive, and I wanted to have like the fastest like conditioning time of anybody on the team. I wanted to like beat the seniors and all that stuff. So um, I would see like the softball team conditioning. I would see field hockey. I would see um, 
like soccer, all these random sports, and I'd just be like, hi, like, can I run with you guys? And uh, the strength and conditioning coach would look at me like, what? Like, are you sure you want to run for your free time? And I'm like, yeah, I don't have anything else to do. So I thought I was in trouble. Um, my basketball coach, she called me into her office, and um, I see one of the strength and conditioning coaches there, and my heart kind of sinks a little bit. And I'm like, oh, no, like, this probably isn't a good sign. Um, and then uh, she kind of just tells me, hey, like, you're at a lot of these, like, running things why and I'm like well you know like I only have two classes a day so I have a lot of free time might as well like get better at something instead of just like take a nap exactly. and um, they're like well we kind of like that about you like do you want to play on the lacrosse team this season and I'm like uh, I've never played like in California it's not a thing where I came from and uh, like I know like absolutely nothing don't know what the sticks look like don't know what the ball looks like couldn't tell you anything about the field and uh, she's like well that's okay like you don't have any bad habits First of all, I was like, well, that's kind of a cool thing to think about. Like, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I yeah, I don't have any bad habits. I don't know anything about the sport. And um, so I, I kind of like, oh, why not, right? Uh, kind of like how I moved to Utah, why not? Yeah. So uh, after that, I'm like, this team probably sucks. <laughs> Let's be honest, like if they're just taking like some, <laughs> like, some walk on, you know, like some freshman who's like about to play basketball, who knows nothing, they're probably not the best. So I look up their record and I'm like, oh wow, like they won a conference championship, they went to the NCAAs. So I'm like, okay, so they're, they're a good team. Um, and by like my second year I was a starter, my third year I was a captain and uh, we won back-to-back -back conference championships and went to the NCAAs. So it was an awesome, awesome time. I loved lacrosse. I wish that was like something that I had picked up earlier in life. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, lacrosse, it, it was, wasn't the biggest thing up here. Yeah. I had a lot of friends that played in yeah. a little bit bigger up here. So I did see that a little bit. I had no, mm -hmm. no um, want or felt compelled to ever go play it. Yeah, yeah. I was always kind of just like a, a one-sport guy. F just football? Yeah, just yeah. football, that's all it is. Yeah. But how do you feel like being a student athlete and having that competitive drive has mm -hmm. helped you transition into real estate? Well, so being a real estate agent, you're kind of like your own boss. Nobody's telling you when to clock in. Nobody's telling you um, what you have to do today. You're kind of responsible for your own schedule. Um, and so I think that for me, I'm somebody who always likes to be doing something. Um, I'm not one to just like sit home and binge watch Netflix. Like, That's not you. No, <laughs> no, not at all. So um, it's fun for me to be able to go out and like one, be social, uh, talk to people because like I think when you come from a team environment, you're used to like just picking up conversations and everything is so verbal in sports too. It's not just like technique, um, especially like I play defense. So much of defense is um, oh, verbal. Communication. Yeah. I, I can attest to that in football as well. Mm -hmm. Screaming at each other, yelling. It, right. <laughs> but yeah, but like you said too, is you're in you're in the locker room with you know, um, depending on the sport. Yeah. Like ten to even sometimes fifty of your best best friends. Yeah. And you have that. And, yeah. And then you get out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's kind of nice being in an office too because it's similar like a locker room. You cheer for each other like when somebody's like down you pick them up and sometimes there's like there could be like a little bit of tension and you have to figure out like how you're going to handle that smooth and still like stick to the game plan. Um, and also just like being an athlete I'm just super competitive so when it comes to like negotiations or like picking up a new client or like personal goals I set for myself if like this is what I set if I'm not like at this at, like at that same bar then to me it's just like oh like it just eats you up until you get to that point that you set yeah no i agree with you. I, I treat it the same way as mm -hmm. like i'll get on the phone with someone and be like oh I, I was talking to you know a broker or like i was talking to the same yeah 
and then part of me wants to tell I, I'm better. You're right. <laughs> you know, I'm a winner. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Can I show you that I'm the right agent? Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I, yeah. Be a little bit more tactful, but yeah. It's it's funny because I I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm done with football. Mm -hmm. I'm done with. I'm now. That's no longer. That's yeah. Just my identity. I'm just a real. I'm a realtor now. Uh huh. And I, and I see so many like parallels in the business yeah. worlds from sports, and I'm like, I am so thankful I got to play college yeah. sports and you know, sports yeah. in high school because it helped me transition. And like you said, yeah. in the office, and you could, you know, you help pe pick people up. You know how to deal with adversity and mm -hmm. get along with people. Yeah. Yeah, and I think sometimes in this job, too, you have to respond to, like, bad things with energy. So similar to, like, if, like, there's a bad play on the court, uh, you have to, like, pick it back up, you know? Like, if a deal isn't, like, if something bad happens in a transaction, maybe the inspection came back and, like, there's some big issues, like, okay, you don't just sit there and wallow. You come back, you rally, and, like, we find a way to, like, make something work. Um, and so I think that that's, like, one of the biggest things that I've taken away, too, is, like, so much of this job is a mental thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. are you physically there in the office? Are you physically like present when you're talking to somebody? Um, do you have like a winning mindset? And I think that that's just something that's really important in life in general too, not just like real estate or sports. No, I agree with you 100%. And I was thinking about that too. It's like, it just transitioned because football is such a physical sport. Yeah. Like it's like, I. <laughs> you know, I kind of, when I would get tired or I didn't, I would rely, more, I could rely more on physical ability, mm -hmm. um, but in, in real estate, it's not like, okay, we're going to put our hand in the ground and then go hit each other. Yeah. Win, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you, you're right in the fact that it's more of like a mental thing mm -hmm. and it's just sharpening your tools and, and being mentally aware because like you've said, bad things can happen yeah. fast and you know, with your transaction and you can't let it derail you or, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. focus. Yeah, for sure. How bad do you miss playing sports? Oh, yeah, I definitely miss playing sports a lot. Just like having this structure too in your day where you're like, hey, this is two hours where you just get to go run around and have fun and um, play that game that you love so much. Um, I've gotten into coaching now that I live in Salt Lake. I coach an AAU team and uh, it's so much fun. I. It's definitely not the same as playing, but um, when you have a good team, that's like the next best thing. There's nothing better than like just like coaching those little details. And uh, they're in seventh grade, um, but they either play like boys teams or girls. They're like a couple like levels up because we just want to push them and like help that's them awesome. be the best they can be. So it's really fun. I Is like it that a lot. Fun when your team's not that great. These, this, they're good. They're good. Salt Lake Wolves, look them up. But <laughs> yeah, no, they're super good. A lot of the parents too, um, just really support them. I know there's a lot of like sports teams where they come home and they don't touch the ball outside of like practice. And all these girls, they're they're really pushed to be like good student athletes too. Like grades definitely come first. They're all like straight A's, like or a few B's, but they're all like really smart in school. They're hard workers. Um, they're like best friends off the court and on the court they like want to like rip each other's heads off so it's like the perfect team to coach and so I think that's been really fun for me to kind of find a way to like still be in sports and give back a little bit. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Do you, you want to know what the biggest thing I miss from football and it's the thing I just didn't even think about. What? Was going to hotels <laughs> brought me back to when we used to travel. Yeah, people. yeah, yeah. Because those were the funnest times. It was like messing around at the hotel and, you know, having a room buddy and stuff. And yeah. I'll go to a hotel and I'm just like, 
it almost gives me like flashbacks. Yeah. Man, I miss that. Like not even watching college football. Right. Like seeing people. Yeah. Really yeah. Like, oh, I kind of, I remember doing that. I kind of hurts. It's funny you say that because so I was moving to my new house um, the other week and uh, most of my clothes were at my new house and so I like opened this like one duffel bag I have and um, my travel suit was in there from basketball so like the the matching sweats that you all wear and. And uh, I was like, all right, well, I guess this is like my out. I was just moving some stuff around the house, so I didn't have to be in like any like nice clothes or anything. But uh, you know, I put on my travel suit, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not, like, I'm not getting on the bus today, or you know, <laughs> kind of like. Uh, those are fun times. Yeah, yeah. What? So you moved into your new house? Did you buy that house? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. My first house. Uh, it's super cute. I love it. I think I think everybody should own a house, especially like I don't know. It was so fun to go through the. Tr transaction process um, and it was kind of weird too like like I said I don't have any family here um, and some of my friends like my closest friends they're out of town and my coworkers were all busy so I just went house hunting by myself I saw a couple I saw the one I liked wrote an offer and it wasn't until like I was under contract for a couple weeks that I like took anybody else there really? and so it was kind of different too to just kind of like um, not be with anybody else too I think because even when we take clients the clients will want to bring like oh like can my mom come see the house too or something like that? Yeah, and yeah. I hadn't shown anybody like anything until like, you know, we were a couple weeks away from closing. So that was kind of, kind of different, but fun. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. and, and how old are you? 22. 22. 22. I'm a, a baby. Say that these yeah. Yeah. But that's awesome. What, what type of home did you get? Uh, it's a single family house. It's an old, older house, um, in like closer to a little bit of downtown. Um, built in 1923 but it, it's like a cute like little bungalow houses, me too yeah it's got a sweet front porch um just like the character inside the house it has these like awesome um built-in bookshelves like right next to the fireplace um and it's been like updated and stuff too so it's not like green carpet or anything you uh, know that's that's something i really like when you get closer downtown like the avenues of yeah the yeah i don't know if you've ever been to have you ever been to portland mm -hmm. yeah like some of those houses not like so much downtown but when you get more outside yeah yeah those houses are kind of similar it's a little bit more green and different mm -hmm. kind of what you see in sugar house yeah and what you see downtown and i love those type of houses yeah houses. yeah i'm in a like the liberty well sugar house area and i i love how active it is like um i'll look out my window and i see people walking their dogs or pushing babies and uh like since today's halloween i'm like i think i'm gonna get some trick-or-treaters tonight like that's super cool i've never like had to pass out candy before so uh, it'll be fun. I, yeah, I remember my my first. So uh, I didn't buy a house, but I was renting one mm -hmm. in St. George, and it was my it was a townhome. And I'm like, I knew the trick or treaters were gonna come by, and I didn't even know what to expect. But I thought it was kind of cool. But it was also weird to like. Yeah. The first time where I really stepped back and was like, I feel old now. Right. Really, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I had to like transfer over like the like utility stuff, and I'm like, wow, like I'm actually doing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's fun. Yeah, so I grew up like um, Southern California where a lot of the houses are stucco and kind of similar to like the Vegas style where they're just kind of like square. You see a lot of that like peach color and like the tan and right. stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. The, and it's a weird thing in Vegas too because you, you have a bunch of those houses mm -hmm. and they look small, but they're way big inside. Yeah, but yeah. Like there's a lot of communities that were being built because like in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, like mm -hmm. a couple years before the crash, there, the real estate market was booming there. Yeah. They had 60,000 real estate agents. 60,000? Yeah. So for comparison, um, right now we have 
15,000 licensed in Vegas. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so what was that? Four times as many. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. So we did all wow. the building and everything. So it's like so many of those homes. Yeah. It's like the biggest thing I'm like looking through these homes too is like, I miss basements. Yeah. I love basements. I love the houses here. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing. One, that's one of the main reasons I like being an agent in Salt Lake because I love the homes here. You know, you get such a, like a, a diverse pool too. There's a lot of like new construction when you go down south, like closer to Point of the Mountain or Harriman. Um, the houses in Daybreak look like unlike anything else in the valley. Right. Um, yeah. Then you go like closer to downtown or then you have the ho homes like on the East Bench or closer to like the mountains and they're all just so different. There's like a place in a neighborhood I think for almost everybody here. How many, do you know off the top of your head how many active agents we have here in Salt Lake? I think it's about 10,000. About 10,000. Yeah. Pretty comparable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know there's like about a million-ish people in um, Salt Lake. So. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's just interesting like moving to Vegas and just seeing the, the contrast. But Yeah. You like being a, a realtor though? You think you're gonna do that forever? Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of fun. Like I bought a house and I'm like, ooh, maybe I'll get into the investing side. But you know, I, that's a big part of it. You know, um, it's like you like it and you kind of see the potential that like um, I know like a lot of the Satema thing talked about like wealth and stuff like that. And um, that's kind of like how I see my future is kind of like this passive income with like rental properties and investments and stuff like that. Um, but for now, I love the agent side. I love working with people. Um, especially like those first time home buyers. Um, it's just so fun, you know, like helping people find their first house and they get all the butterflies and the warm and fuzzy feelings and stuff like that. And it's, it's just an awesome, there's pros and cons of working with people, but I think that the pros definitely outweigh the cons. Yeah. You deal with some uh, not so nice people sometimes, mm -hmm. but once you find really good clients and yeah. you help them go through that process, it's really fulfilling. Yeah. And that's the goal is when you start off, you're going to have to work through some things. Mm -hmm. But if the goal is to get to a point where you just have the same great pool of clients. Yeah, that yeah. You can work with, and it just makes things so Get the referral business going. Exactly. Exactly. But you don't have any, like, uh, future dreams or anything you want to accomplish, like start a business or write a book or anything? So I'm actually starting a little business right now, a little side business. Um, and uh, so basically, I, I, I was talking to one of the agents here. I'm like, I want to do a little startup company. Um, and she's like, oh, well, then do it. I'm like, okay. So I go home and I'm like brainstorming all these ideas. And uh, you know, when you like scroll on Instagram, you see a lot of these like online personal trainers, like online fitness coaches and stuff. And I kind of got this idea. It's like, I could do online basketball coaching. Um, and like my hometown, it's like super small. There's not another town like in a 150 mile radius. Oh, wow. So the, like the resources we had were really limited. Um, and I kind of thought like, that's something my family would have done. You know, we didn't, if we wanted to go to like a basketball camp or like there wasn't even an option for me to really have like personal training um, for like a specific sport. Um, but like the camps and stuff were like an hour and a half away. So it took like some time to like get there. You had to like plan a whole day out or if it was like a two day thing, you know, it's kind of a hassle. So I'm like, that's something that's like would be really cool for a lot of these like small hometown places where you don't have like, you know, all these people that can just like, be so technical and um, kind of like help help the players that want to play at the next level or just want to get better for the next season. And so, uh, yeah, that's called forward focused. And it's kind of like a little play on the word forward because that's like a basketball position. And uh, so that's something that I'm. Going through. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm still battling a cold I've had. Oh, no, you're good. <laughs> that's awesome. So how would you run that? Or like, how are you going to base that? Mm -hmm. So um, it'd be like 
uh, more like web or like app based with a couple like live set like live um, like FaceTime sessions or phone sessions or whatever like kind of my, the clients prefer but um, yeah so basically like they, they let me know like what their needs are if it's like um, ball handling shooting maybe it's uh, post work or conditioning um, and then I kind of like put together like a program for them okay. they go through the program for like maybe a week or two we have like a consult see how it's going make some tweaks and then like kind of continue with that so um, it's meant to be kind of like easy just like um, accountability too you know it's like you can buy like a lot of these online programs but if you're not having like the check-ins and stuff like exactly keeping you accountable to yeah yeah. The reason why you get the program. Yeah. So how are you going to be like uh, setting up like a camera and showing them how some moves and stuff? Yeah. So uh, I'm going to work with some of the, like the girls teams I coach now. And I thought about like maybe getting some like high school teams involved. Like, hey, could I borrow like a girl or something? And just like um, for, for a couple of videos for this program I'm building. And um, yeah, so we'll, there'll be a couple like um, like some, some of the drills that I've created. Um, I'll kind of like demonstrate and then they'll have the form. So um It'll be, I think it'll be really fun and kind of different too. It's like one of those ideas that's simple, but I can't, I haven't been able to find anybody else that does it, so. No, I think that's awesome because you can take, you can take a little bit of the intimidation factor out of it, like mm -hmm. going to these big camps and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And you can still get personal, intimate work, mm -hmm. but you can provide that to multiple people so it's yeah. scalable. Yeah. So I think that would be a really awesome plan. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be one of those things for me too. It's like, this may not be like a get rich quick thing or I'm not going to like make my life off of it. Um, but it's something just like for fun now and it's a little project and I just kind of plan on like growing it a little bit more each year and each year and just kind of like seeing where, where it goes. But um, I think it's something that will kind of like manage itself too. It's like, okay, after we have this program, I write a program for four weeks and then I write another program for the next four weeks. So it's not so time consuming where if it was like live coaching with like, okay, we're going to be an hour every day. You know, I kind of like write the program, maybe spend an hour or two writing it, let them do that on their time. And that way it kind of like works for both of our schedules. So. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Is there anything else? Well, first off, I think that's awesome because even if you don't like make, you know, the big millions of dollars off. Yeah. It's something you, you know, you enjoy doing and you can do it and you can make a little bit of extra cash. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there any other avenues you've wanted to explore? Um, let's see. I want to get more into traveling, uh, especially now that I live. So before, uh, I lived really far away from an airport. And so it made like traveling kind of a hassle because you drove two and a half hours to Phoenix, got on a plane, and then you fly somewhere else. But it just was like, so now that I live next to an airport, I kind of want to like go back and maybe visit my friends in New York or... Um, one of my friends is a realtor in Texas, and I think that'd be fun to like, kind of like go visit her. And um, she does new construction out there, which is something that I don't, um, I, like I don't sell new construction. So it'd be kind of fun to see that side in another state too. Um, yeah. Yeah, that'd be really cool, and you can kind of see the the differences out there, mm -hmm. you know. And because uh, I mean, I I can only imagine you because I've been able to see Salt Lake and the difference between Vegas. Yeah. They're still pretty close. Yeah. You know, border or neighboring states. But it's curious to see like how it, it is different when you mm -hmm. go more East Coast. Yeah, yeah. But so sorry, blank. <laughs> You're good. Uh, take a regroup. What's, what's <laughs> nice is our camera guys are really good at. Like, they can just snip uh, it. Trying to think. 
You're one of those guests that's like super like good where I ask and you guys and you like already ex explain it full out. Uh huh. And then so like I've, there's like <laughs> the questions. Like, you like, you like, question, you I talk a lot. <laughs> but no, that's <laughs> that's perfect. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mark was probably like shocked. I don't think I've ever been in the office before nine o'clock just because, really? yeah, like so much of the work day starts um, like mo when most people get off work. So like five to six and then you show on houses and stuff after that or like meeting with clients. But yeah, so most of the time, you know, I come into the office like like 10 o'clock ish, you know, that way you can still like do some of the paperwork and stuff that you need, answer your emails and then you're not like working from like nine to nine, you know, every day. Cause I think that's how people get burnt out so, a lot. Yeah, how do you structure your day? So most of the time in the mornings, um, I'll try to go to the gym or just do something kind of active. It'll, um, kind of just like keep me in check too. Um, and then, um, come into the office for a little bit, um, maybe take care of some emails, get back to people. Um, grab some lunch or like running any errands or something just in case like maybe it's a later day and like things are closed um, and then I come back to the office make sure all my appointments are set ready to go um, if we're doing any showings make sure like we're mapped out the trucks clean stuff like that uh, and then from there it's like game on around like four or five uh, a lot of my stuff's been in Utah County and so I have to make sure I'm on the road before the traffic hits because if you've ever been on the 15 around oh, like man. three o'clock four o'clock it's packed. It is like terrible rush hour. So, you can see it Vegas. <laughs> oh yeah, Vegas roads are like something I've never seen before. Yeah, I'm still getting used to all that. All yeah. Down, down there. Yeah. But I want to ask you because you've been pretty successful uh -huh. in your real estate, um, starting out. What's your favorite form of prospecting? Uh, let's see. That's a good question. When you know a lot of like brand new agents, they'll ask me like, oh, so how do you get clients and you know, I've got I've gotten Fizbos, I've gotten an expired, I've gotten like um, people from my sphere of influence, I've gotten ones from open houses. Uh, I don't necessarily think that like one way is like the best way or like the secret. I think that like everything works if you work. Hmm. Um, is is there one that you focus on more, or do you just like? Ideally, I like to just work like my SOI um, because I think a lot of them like like Utah. They have good jobs. Um, they're ready to like invest um, or just make like a bigger financial purchase. And so I think just kind of like converting those people um, and saying like, hey, how about instead of like renting where you're just like tossing your money out the window, you just like put it into like a savings account. And that's kind of like what I like to think of a house that um, instead of, you know, if you put your money in a regular savings account, at best you're getting like 1% back. But if you're putting at your, very at the very best, you know, and so like, when you're putting your money in a house every year you're getting like a six to seven percent like increase on your money so even if you have like a three or four percent interest rate you're still netting like a three to four percent interest rate on your house so your money's still working for you and uh i think once people realize that they're like oh wow all right like let's go <laughs> yeah I, f I feel like a lot of new agents they chase the, the shiny thing or a lot of agents just yeah chase the sh shiny thing but yeah you just pick a couple of things and work at it, it exactly yeah, and I think like not writing anything off, like not saying like, I'm too good to door knock or I'm too good to cold call or anything like that yeah, because I, a lot of I get that a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's like you know like, you can't think about yourself too. There's so many times where people like need to sell their home for whatever reason and maybe they're just like 
waiting for somebody to call them. Like, may, like so much of this job too can be service, and so it's not something that like um, is just about us and ourselves in our own like little circle. You can seriously be helping somebody like whole life be better. Um, and it, right. yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And, and the way I look at it too is like I think it's funny when these agents are just like they're like they're they're too big to cold call or what what are you doing you shouldn't exactly it's just like you just say that because you suck at it right yeah so it's kind of like that weird balance too where it's like um, you want to like be able to use your friends as like referral business and stuff like that but you don't want to like bombard them and stuff too so um, I like I think my my friends and family have been like big supporters of me, but I try not to like wear that too thin. So it's kind of like where I rely on like cold calling, maybe door knocking, open houses, stuff like that, to kind of like pick up new leads and stuff. So that's awesome. So you you've done and you've converted fizzbos and expires. Do you have any horror stories? Uh, so actually, my first deal was a little bit of a I don't want to say nightmare <laughs> because I'm really grateful for that experience because I learned a lot. But it was definitely. A difficult one um, and that was one where I was talking about earlier like somebody could seriously be like waiting for you to call um, so anyways I was like calling some expireds and um, I call this one guy and he's like no like um, you know I'm not really interested in like um, uh, selling my home right now uh, but I am going through a foreclosure like can you help me with that and I had had my license for maybe a week and a half like it was not long at all I'm like uh, yeah, I can tell you everything about foreclosure. Just like, <laughs> why don't you meet in my office? And I hang up and I like run to Mark. I'm like, Mark, like this guy's going to go through a foreclosure. Like, what can I do? And he's like, you can sell your house. Or like, you can sell the house for him. I'm like, well, he says he doesn't want to sell the house. I'm like, and so like we kind of like make this plan. And, um, it, you know, when he gets into the office later, we meet and he's like, all right, I think I need to sell. Um, like, you know, we're going through like what a foreclosure would look like in terms of like long term for him. And, you know, we're talking about like higher interest rates on everything by like a lot. So if he gets a car, you know, he's going to be paying like five to seven percent more on that rate. Um, you know, he's not going to be able to qualify for like a lot of these like programs. Um, that's just always going to stay on his credit and it's going to stop him from like really kind of advancing in life. And so um, as we go through this transaction, just kind of like more and more liens and judgments pop up on the house. And like it, it was tough to close. Um, we had a deadline too because of the foreclosure. Everything had to be done like within three weeks. And so like we're talking to the buyer's agent, the lender, like, can you guys do this? And they're like, can you guys do this? <laughs> I'm a brand new agent. I'm like, yes, yes, I can. <laughs> you know? And so like going back to like the office mentality here, like thank goodness that everybody here is like a team player. And if I ever had a question or like needed to know somebody who could do like this type of thing, there was an answer and there was like somebody ready to help and like somebody to cheer me on and pick me up and stuff like that but that was yeah. that was kind of a cool deal for like a lot of reasons I learned a lot I got to like genuinely help somebody who needed like our real estate problem solved um, and just working with so many people on that deal really made it awesome yeah that's awesome and that's can you imagine though being in an office where nobody wants to help you I know I like think about that some days I'm like wow you know yeah, but it's crazy because it's such an interesting dynamic because you're in the camaraderie and the mm -hmm. team, but you're all essentially competing against each other. Yeah, yeah, there's like one playing field, and that's like, you know, our backyard. But uh, the way I think of it, too, is like there's enough business for everybody. You know, if we all like play fair ish, you know, by the rules, and um, especially here in the office, like 
I come from California. The odds of me knowing somebody that's like up in North Salt Lake, has been there forever, is like very small. So like, if you have a question, like I'm not gonna steal your client. I'm gonna answer your question, or you know, vice versa. Um, and I think that's one thing that's really unique about Signature is just um, kind of the family feel that we have here, and especially in this office. It's awesome. So you're glad you jumped on board with Signature? Yeah. Like looking back, I'm like, I don't think I could have had as good of a start like with any other brokerage. Like it doesn't matter like what the big name is, like who, like where the top producer, top producers are. Like this is the company like for me. Uh, I love working with Mark too. He's like such an awesome broker. He's good too. Like yesterday I'm walking out and he's like, you better wear your jacket. You know, I just thought that that was so funny. He's like, put that coat on, it's cold out. And uh, you know, it's just fun for me um, to kind of have that environment. It's awesome. And one time you got to check out the offices in, um, in Vegas because it's, I know. It's, it's a very like same dynamic. Yeah, yeah. It's like you can just walk into any of them and you know, the, the only difference is we just have more agents. Yeah, there, yeah. More offices. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, it, but it's an interesting dynamic, and I, I like the way it's set up. Yeah, me too. And at the end of the day, it's not about who your name's tied to. You know, what are mm -hmm. the chances that someone's going to want to hire you because you're... Simply ex, just because. Yeah, simply yeah. because you're ex-company. You know, yeah. If they hire you, you're the agent mm -hmm. that's representing them. You're just independent contractor. Yeah. 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 So... Now you got you got a house. You're rolling on real estate. Do you have any like? I know I keep kind of circling back to this, but any like big dreams or goals? Like, mm -hmm. what what do you want? What do you, okay? We'll start with this. What do you mm -hmm. want? What's your big goal in real estate? First off. Um. So my big goal in real estate is three properties by the time I'm 30. So I've got one down, two more to go. Um. And I kind of just want to like stick to just buying that property every like. I don't know maybe like three to four years and make sure that like I'm always rolling and staying like number one like financially like budgeting and planning for that too I think that that's like a very realistic goal um, and they don't always have to be like these like houses downtown or whatever like some of them can be like condos point of the mountain or like all these places that are booming and stuff but um, I just think that this is like a really good market to invest in and I'm not even like opposed to like investing out of state but um, yeah three properties by I'm 30 um, and then I'm working on building like a little bit of a real estate team here um, I'm still like pretty new, I'd say, but I've had some experience. And um, when people are like, "Hey, like, I want to like do what you're doing," you know, I'm not gonna say no. And so it's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I'm like, yeah, like we can work together. Like, um, let's let's make it happen. So I think those are like my two like real estate goals right now: it's three properties by I'm 30, and just building like um, a good team or like system. I think that kind of um, is more structured and not just how we talked about like you come in and you're like, "Well, what am I doing today?" You know, where you're like, "Okay." Mondays are for this, like from here to here, we're doing this, and Tuesdays, you know, just something that's like mapped out and structured. Yeah, it's, I, I need to work on that too, it's just structuring my days and yeah. all that, but I've, I've some similar goals, because the, the, the goal of many is you, you buy these properties and mm -hmm. then you get the, you know, the income, the passive income, yeah. and that's how you really build wealth is through the real estate. Exactly. It's double-ended, you get the passive income if you rent it out, but mm -hmm. also the the equity side yeah yeah and it's kind of like a cool investment because there's not a lot of places um, that you can put your money where you're making the return on the whole purchase amount so like let's say you invest in stocks um, you invest 10 grand in stocks or you put 10 grand on a house 
if you put 10 grand on like a $300,000 house, you're making that like six to 7% appreciation on the 300,000. Where the stocks, you're making that only on like the 10,000 you invested. So exactly. your money's gonna like multiply a lot faster too, which is something that's uh, like leveraging. It's, it's just pretty cool to think about like, hey, why would I put my money here when I can put it here? Not that there's anything wrong with like stocks. Stocks like have their place and stuff, but yeah, it just like really makes me excited to be a future real estate investor. Did you hear about that? Uh that 15 year old girl who saved up and bought a home and rents it out. She's a landlord. No. Yeah, I can't remember where it's at, but I was like, man, I'm really slacking. 15 year old girl is already a landlord. Right? I know. That's crazy. There's so many people who are just being so smart with their money now, which I feel like people always like rag on millennials, but I see so many people who are like, starting like retirement investing young or just doing like all these like simple things that people didn't used to do. And so I don't know, I'm like really proud of the way like um, I've seen people kind of like save up for like big purchases like a house and stuff like that. It's cool, it's cool to see. Mm -hmm. Would you ever be on like uh, HGTV? Oh, I would love it. Like Joanna Gaines is my girl. <laughs> yeah, so especially like I grew up on a farm and stuff too and uh, my dad has like, my, but my parents do like the house flipping stuff. I wouldn't mind like flipping a house or something for one of my like investment properties, um, stuff like that. And who knows, maybe HGTV will call me, but. <laughs> right. we, don't have, we don't have too many listeners. <laughs> yeah. We do when you're out there. Joanna, if you hear this, yeah, <laughs> call me. <laughs> So no, I yeah, I think that like stuff like that would be really fun. Have you ever had any thoughts on doing anything else? Like besides like being an agent? Besides being an agent, besides the startup, you know, basketball coaching. Yeah. Any other things where you're just like, I would like to do that one day. That's a in the in my bucket list. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, so kind of when I decided that like the farm like the farm thing wasn't just like what I thought it was gonna be, um, I kinda had this like thought and it was like what am I going to do? Not that like, I feel like I can only do a couple things in life. It's like, I could do anything I put my mind to, but what it, do I want to do? And um, I just thought about like lifestyle, um, like the type of job. I thought about um, like w what my past experience, like what, what knowledge can I like provide to others? And like real estate just really made sense. Um, you know, I still like to do like, I don't know, I think it's kind of fun to be like a jack of all trades, but for now I, I'm on the, the realtor train pretty hard, but yeah. See wherever life takes you. Yeah. It's not a bad gig. Um, the way I've heard it put is it's the best thing because you, you, don't, you don't buy the inventory. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you're just facilitating and doing yeah. all that, but it's, it's awesome. And what I like about it too is the freedom and then there's, you know, there's no limit on how much you can really make. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, it's, and it's scalable in the sense, you know, if you can put together a good team around you and mm -hmm. get some things rolling. Yeah, and I know that there's some days where it's like, it can be kind of stressful because like, let's face it, if you don't sell, you don't make any money. Yeah. And you know, like sometimes that can be like the pressure, but I think going back to like our sports background, like sometimes it's like, uh, you know, fourth or like third down, like, hey, are you gonna get it? Are you like not, you know? And just comes down to like, do you have what it takes to just like get through and like push it and make something happen? You know, even when like there's no cards, like there's no easy like gimmies. Are you still gonna like make that right play? Exactly. No, it, it's 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 a hard man because you can go you can go a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely have to budget too. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I wouldn't trade it. I think this is this is what I like to do. And yeah. The same boat you are. I'm pretty hard on the realtor train. Yeah, and I think it helps too that like we're young. Like 
don't have any kids or anything like that. So like my responsibilities are kind of low. So it's like you, you pour more time and stuff into that. exactly. I don't have to go home like to pick up my kids from school or anything like that. Um, but. Um, but it was yeah, just like how Satema said, it's just yeah. like, you know when he's just like I had a dream of my family like this time I was gonna just grind. And yeah, like, yeah. We can do that without even having to sacrifice. Right. So this is the perfect opportunity. Yeah. You know. Do you like working with your dad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say that kind of bad. It's it's funny. It's interesting. I'll tell you what I don't like is when people refer to me as Brandon's son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyson, I'm a different person. Mm -hmm. But no, I, I think it's awesome. Um, he's a great tool and resource. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I can go, and where we live, he he lives one floor below me. Mm -hmm. So I'm like always going down there. Yeah. Hey, how's, you know, with the contract. Yeah. Well, how does you know? So yeah. He's a great resource. That's awesome. Um, sometimes he's, he he get pretty busy though, and then I just kind of wander around and you know go find our mm -hmm. my my broker down there is also Mark. Yeah. He's a he's a different Mark. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a good dude too. That's awesome. But yeah. Overall, I just I just love it, man. I just Sometimes I like wake up and just get pumped. Like, <laughs> yeah. Get the and I'm, yeah. You know, get ready to do it. And it's, uh -huh. I mean, that's what it's supposed to be like. And I yeah. don't want to wake up. Because I've, I've done that. I've done jobs. Where I'm yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. But no, it's, it's, it's really awesome. I'm yeah. I'm excited to see things that, that come. What's, what's the thing you hate the most about real estate? Um. The things I hate about it are also the things I kind of love about it. It's kind of weird, like the unpredictability. Um, because some days, you know, you think you have your day, like like I said, you think you have your day structured. Mondays we're doing this, Tuesdays we're doing this, and then like... Um, derailed. Some, yeah, and sometimes it gets derailed. And sometimes that's like for a good reason, sometimes that's for a bad reason. But it's just kind of fun to see that like no day is going to be like any other day you've had. Like literally every workday is different, um, whether that's like your showing a different house or you're working on a different contract, you're talking to different people. Um, every day is different, but it, sometimes it can just like, you know, the day can kind of like get away from you a little bit and then you're like a little bit behind and then it turns into like a late night. But sometimes the people thing, there's a lot of other agents that don't treat, they're kind of like, I, I'd say like the bully type of agent where it's like they just want to like flex on you and do this, 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 and you're like, okay, but what about like the public? What about like the clients? Like. This isn't like a, a funny. I don't. I like. I don't know. I get excited when I get someone like that. Yeah. I just want to shut them down because there's a. I'm not going to use his name because I actually don't get his name slips in anyways. But <laughs> in Vegas, uh -huh. like, a big time like Zillow guy, I guess. Yeah. He's like Zillow premier guy. He tries to get on and tells the buyer's agents how to write the contract. Yeah. Okay, you just go ahead and put this in here, this in here. And I just hope I run into him. <laughs> right. I just want to say something like, oh, this is your client? Yeah, right. Oh, are you double it? No. Yeah. <laughs> you stick to your side and I'll stick to it. Yeah, I know. But it's it's unfortunate. That's, I don't, the thing I don't like about this business is agents can get a big head and a big ego. Yeah. They get, you know, yeah. They think they're the king because they're doing all these deals mm -hmm. and transactions. But, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, it's not about... You is not about me. Mm -hmm. It's about the client. Yeah. Know? Because, you know, we work together. Like, say, I, you know, I'm a the buyer's agent. You're the mm -hmm. listing agent. You know, we cooperate. We get everything done. We negotiate how we should yeah. do the best for both of our clients. Get along. Make everything run smoothly mm -hmm. for our, our clients. Yeah. And then that's a positive experience for them. Yeah. You know, we're we're um, going back and forth and arguing and making it difficult. Yeah. And we fall out of contract over something dumb and. Yeah. 
then they lose a bad taste in their mouth mm -hmm. for, you know, going through a real tour and, you know. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know. Yeah, that's the frustrating part, too. It's like where you've met these people who are just so, like, hardened by realtors because, you know, maybe they had one bad experience with a listing agent or somebody kind of, like, took advantage of them. And that's, like, it, like makes me kind of sad to think that because these are, like, such big, like, the biggest financial transaction somebody's going to do. And the thought of, like, somebody trying to, like, take advantage or just, like, manipulate somebody else's contract is really hard. I'm like, wow, like, that makes me like, I really want to work with like these Fizbos and these people who think that like, uh, like there's no good agents out there, or, like no agents worth their time. And it's just like, oh, like, I'm so sorry you had a bad experience. Like, let me show you like what I can do and like what like you can do like while working with me and stuff. Because like when I do a listing presentation, it's like super short. It's like, all right, I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking about who the heck I am. And the rest of it's going to be like what I can do for you. There's not going to be like all this fluff, this mumbo jumbo, like there's no smoke screens or anything like that. It's just, it should be like a two way street of like communication. Yeah. This is who I am. This is what I can do. For like this is the plan too. It's not like any secret X's and O's and stuff. Um, another thing that like the business is changing a lot too with like technology. Um, I think there's a little bit of like uncertainty, not necessarily in the near future, but like long term, like hey, is this even going to be like a job in the future just because everything now is so online? Um, you know, like people just can like scroll through pictures and like, um, yeah, what if there's like a way that they can like see it on their own or like, I don't know. Uh, and there are, there's people out there already working to make Exactly. So there's a lot of... What I've heard of, and it's good experiences, you, you'll never beat the personal touch and connection and yeah. that you can provide. What I will think that's actually a benefit to good agents that uh, online stuff is because it's going to start to weed out bad agents, you know? Yeah. Who aren't going to adapt and embrace technology. Uh-huh. Because what, what, you know, everybody's worried about the iBuyers. Like, why? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What, uh, and I took this from another agent I heard to this. Mm -hmm. I, I went on a, a listing presentation and I brought all the iBuyer offers. Yeah. Because I heard of someone else doing it. I just said, hey, if this works best for you, Great, that's what I'm here for. I'm yeah. For you, if it's easier for you to yeah. do this way, just let you know I can get you more than that. Yeah, exactly. You can take that right now, but you're going to be losing a lot, a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But if that's the easiest and convenient for you, and that's the avenue you want to pursue, let's go for it. Yeah. So I just, and that's what it is. Yeah. But people are so worried. But it's like, if you can show your value to your clients. Exactly. You know, that's a huge thing. Exactly. Um, there's always an attack on our commission and stuff. And mm -hmm. it's, it's bad agents, and unfortunately, there's not the highest entry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. Not, absolutely. <laughs> you don't need an MBA or anything to get in. Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. you're not going to med school. Yeah. <laughs> you're not trying to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. science, but. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people look at this business too as like a get-rich-quick thing. It's like, I'm gonna be a real estate agent. I can't wait to drive my BMW and do this, yeah. this, and this. And they don't really see like the hours that it takes to, you know, find that one client or, you know, just like get that house sold, show the buyer like 20 homes before they find the one that they like. You know, they don't, they don't really picture like all this, all this work that it takes to be like uh, an independent contractor. And they just kind of see like maybe these like top agents and they think that they can skip steps to get there. And that's like never the case. Yeah. And, and then you deal with stuff like you're just helping someone with just the thousand dollar piece of land yeah <laughs> your lender hasn't been able to get in touch with them right they email 
hell are you saying? Well, I just guess you're just haven't heard from me. And it's, yeah. Like, cultivate all this money, right? Before yeah. You start doing a podcast. You're right. <laughs> Sounds a little personal. Yeah, but I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, and I, I get it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I try to provide my best service, but I feel like people just kind of, because I think they did a consumer confidence index. Yeah, I've seen that. Used car sales. Yeah, yeah. And I, and so I get things like that. I get people's view. I totally understand it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just gonna do, and I'm just gonna do my best to reverse. Yeah, like you can only do like your little part of the pie piece. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay, yeah. You you might run into agents that are like that. Mm-hmm. There's definitely it out there, but um, same thing if you go buy a car. Same thing if you go to mm-hmm. a restaurant. You're gonna have there's good. Yeah. And there's bad. Yeah. I guess the best way to put it is I heard it's just like, oh, well, what do you do for work? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm a waiter. Okay. You know, as you know, there's a lot of horrible waiters and there's <laughs> a lot of exceptional waiters, right? It's like that in every industry. Yeah. It's like this one. Unfortunately, we get the the, the eye is on us for yeah. because of the flashy. Yeah, yeah. And that's what agents do is they go get a couple of deals rolling and then all of a sudden it's a look at me and my ego. And exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with the white BMW. Yeah. It seems like, why does that have to be the, the realtor car? I know, yeah. It's not, like, it's, it's not like you drive your resume, you know? Like, exactly. Yeah, I yeah. I see, like, on these, like, realtor posts all the time, too. It's just, like, does it matter what car you drive? I'm like, no. Yeah, right. Maybe if you're doing, like, super luxury and you pull up in, yeah, like, yeah. 84 Ford Taurus or something. Uh-huh. And it also like go, goes back like you're building your own business. So who do you want to appeal to? Do you want to appeal to the people who like work with you just because of these like superficial reasons, or do you want people who work with you because like of the service that you're providing, and like you're the one for the job? And like to me, like that's the kind of business I want to build. Exactly. You know? I don't. If you don't want to work with me because of my car, I don't yeah. Want to work with you <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's kind of the way I think about it. <laughs> yeah. And like I just I just drive a truck like dishonest working man and um. Yeah. We actually have an agent down in uh, Vegas, he's the Vegas, um, like, Sasquatch. He yeah, 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 I've seen him. Mm-hmm. He, he appeal. he gets a lot of listings over, he's, like, he's a really big producer. Yeah. He has his own team and stuff, but he's gotten listings over, like, big, flashy guys, he says, because, and all you see him is, he's just in a polo, mm-hmm. and, like, those khaki, yeah. dad pants. I was thinking that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, like, hiking shoes. Yeah. He just goes up to him and just says, hey, I'm just a working man just like you. Yeah. I just want to do the best for my class. And he gets a lot of people that way. Yeah, I think people appreciate that. Yeah. He's just honest and, you know, knows what to do. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, people really appreciate when you're, like, yourself and you're just being, like, authentic. You know, you're not trying to, like, fool anybody or kind of, like, trick anybody or anything like that. I was was on a Facebook group and they were, like, talking about something, like, prospecting. One guy's like, yeah, 39 deals year to date, 41 million in <laughs> volume. I'm like, I'm like, okay, let me go check out this dude's Facebook. And he's just like, send out cards, send out cards. I'm like, so you're telling me you're doing 40 million in volume. Yeah. Sending out cards. Yeah. I'm like, mm, I don't know about Right? That. So I was just like, I was like, yeah, wow. I, I replied to him, I said, you must really like the, the card company. Yeah. They just plastered all over your yeah. He's like, yeah, I can't beat 41 million today. I'm like, we get it. <laughs> I'm like, let's see how true this is. Yeah. So I start going to his website 
and I, I do some digging and mm-hmm. I pull them up on Zillow and I do all yeah. stuff. For 39 tracks in just year to date and 40 million in volume, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny how you have one listing on your page, <laughs> one listing sold on your on your website. Yeah. It's like you post that, right? Okay, go to, go to Zillow. Mm-hmm. You only have like a couple of deals. You, why wouldn't you claim those other Exactly, ones? yeah. And it's like, it goes back to the why does it matter? Exactly. Yeah. That much volume, nobody cares. Exactly. Cares. Yeah. Yeah. You, you look like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I know what you mean. And like, it's kind of nice too that this business is exactly whatever we want to build it. So, you know, um, if you want to choose to like brand yourself as like, hey, I specialize in like foreclosure deals, I specialize in first time home buyers, I specialize in uh, West Jordan, you know, it's kind of nice that you can build your business so different than somebody else who does the exact same thing, right? Exactly. And so There's when so you, many different, like, yeah. niches and everything. Yeah. So even if you see somebody who's like building their business super negative, we have the opportunity to build our super positive. Um, and one thing like Mark's famous lines is like, hey, there's no secrets in real estate anymore. Like everything is online. <laughs> yeah. You can Google it. So it's like. It, yeah, it's so funny because like, so me and an agent down there host a Monday mastermind and we kind of help agents with prospecting. Mm-hmm. So we do cold calling, Fizbo's, we've done expires, and we we're going to mm-hmm. do door knocking. So we did door knocking to mm-hmm. a group of people out. And it's funny, I, I knew a couple other agents did, um, they did door-to-door sales, and they're like mm-hmm. kind of known as being the door knocker yeah. in the office. And I went to go ask them, you know, would you come give some tips? And yeah. No. Yeah. How do we get their competition? Right. I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. I totally get it. But yeah. You don't think they can probably just go on YouTube and look for Right? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Or unless you have some master plan. Yeah. Like, all I'm looking at is for you to come and just say, when I did door-to-door sales, I did this. And right. And I approached them like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, like, greet them with a smile. You know, you can even say the cliche things, but, like, to flat out, like, tell somebody, like, no. You know, it's like, come on. Like, like I don't need your deepest, darkest. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, there's no... Mm-hmm. But I, I do get it from a lot of people because, yeah. like, you know, the, everybody's our competition and, and stuff. So I keep yeah. not wanting to feed into that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it's just a crazy industry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. Uh, I love it. Like you said, every day is different. Yeah. And it's so different here than, like, my small hometown um, in Blythe because there it's, like, it's pretty much maxed out. <laughs> There's uh, two brokerages there that maybe have, like, 10 people in each. And it's, like, maxed out. Like. Yeah, yeah. So, and out of that, there's only like a couple that are like the heavy hitters. And so here, you know, like my mom, she, uh, like I said, they do the house flipping stuff and they bought a house for like $16,000. And granted, it's a piece of crap. Like there's just like, there's not even foundation. There's no pipes. It's just like, like the frame. And it's on this like kind of small, like lot in a, like older part of town. But still, Mike, you can't get anything for $16,000 here. You can't even get, like, a trailer park or, like, a trailer home. No, you're just getting a lot of dirt. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. And so, like, it's just a totally different market, like, all across the country, which is kind of fun. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, do you have any closing thoughts? Any books you've written or any, any cool things you got going on out there? Uh, let's see. Let me think. What's, what's the name of your basketball program going to be? Forward focused. Forward and so it's kind of a play on like the position forward. Um, and I kind of like it's like, hey, we're thinking about like whatever your future is going to look like, whether that's like, 
hey, maybe you just want to make the varsity team. You know, maybe your goal is not even to like be like a college player. You just want to like contribute to like your little high school team and stuff. Like, let's get you there. You know, like if you just want to work on your left hand, like let's focus on that. And so. Is there any programs that teach me how to dunk? Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Are you vertically challenged at all, or uh, yeah, yeah? <laughs> I just like I, I think my just family line is just meant to stay on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not birds for a reason. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, you know, I wasn't born with wings. So yeah. Yeah. Was a sign for me to stay on the <laughs> but I always like thought it would be cool. Mm-hmm. One day to die. Are you kind of close? Can you like hit rim? I used to be able to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's grab yeah. Getting old is getting old. Like I go up and st like the stairs now. My knees are like cracking. I'm like, oh gosh. Yeah, like, <laughs> so we were talking about like how cool it was to be student athletes, but now we can talk about how our war stories and stuff like that. Like yeah, like <laughs> yeah, like I got out of bed the other day and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. I my MCL. <laughs> I know. Right. Like half an hour from like loosen up. Especially now that it's cold, I'm like. You know, like the joints are all, yeah. yeah. I mean, being up here is like I know. My Plus the elevation, like I'm out of breath going, I'm literally, the stairs wreck me. I avoid stairs at all costs. Like my knees are cracking, I'm huffing and puffing. <laughs> it is not like, it is not the, the college athlete I used to be. No, yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. I'm not the stairs either. So I'm yeah. Well, we want to look in Cameron's plug your social medias or anything? Yeah, yeah. So go ahead, uh, follow me on Instagram. It's at Realtor Kennedy. Um, I have a Facebook page, uh, Kennedy Cox Real Estate. Um, send me an email, uh, kennedy.utahhomes at gmail.com. Um, shoot, I'll even put my number out there. Uh, text me, call me if you guys have any questions about like Utah or Salt Lake Market. 760-899-7213. Uh, Only contact that for real estate. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, don't be yeah, getting on there texting, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Real estate only. That'd be a great first date, right? Like our closing. <laughs> yeah. There you go, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you want a chance at a date, then you just got to. You got to buy a house first, uh, yeah. Thank you so much for your support and watching and liking our videos. Please don't forget to subscribe and also follow our Facebook page, Loyal to the Soil Dash Podcast. Thank you very much. It's very much appreciated.